right, everybody. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, I'm so excited for this. I'll say also that if the audio for this works out nicely, I'm going to share it in my podcast. So if you're listening via the podcast, hello and welcome. I really hope you are because we're about to have an amazing conversation with truly one of my favorite people in the world. And I don't say that about everybody. So Tiffany, I love you. Thank you for being here. Um, let's jump right in. So this is a special presentation of the Creatrix Collective. And I wanted to open this up, share it in the podcast, and I'm going to be sharing the replay on YouTube, etc., because this is such an important conversation for us to have. Um, I'll set the tone with uh, as part of the Creatrix Collective, every month I tap into a specific theme and the way it comes to me is very intuitively and also based on just what I'm experiencing when I'm feeling in the, you know, both very cosmically and also ethereal, like, like groundedly, like earthly, <laughs> groundedly, just came up with that. And for June, the theme that we've been working with and activating, cultivating is leadership. So we've talked about leadership in a couple of other of our meetings and every month we have a guest, a guest space. And immediately when I thought about leadership, I thought about Tiffany because we met in a leadership context. Um, so there's always that connection there in a training that we did together. And we've continued to have these conversations and expand on these conversations as our relationship has grown. And I really see her as someone who stands for leadership and the evolution of leadership. Her company is literally called Evolve. And so this is, this is just a core part of her DNA. And Tiffany is someone who really takes herself on in a really powerful way, day in and day out, to keep standing for what she believes in and stretching herself. So um, I'll give you her official bio. She is a transformational leadership coach, facilitator, and speaker. Tiffany's company, Evolve, works with entrepreneurs, executives, teams and companies committed to transforming engagement, soft skills, diversity and equity, diversity, equity and inclusion, emotional intelligence, mindset, potential and culture. Tiffany, anything you want to add to that? Who are you being right now? Oh, no. Besides the official. <laughs> official. Well, you know, on the weekends, I, I teach a little, a little soul cycle. So I round out and get my body yes. moving as well. Yes. Uh, but no, thank you. That was lovely. Yeah. And her uh, Creatrix archetype, by the way, is artist, which when she took the quiz, she was like, ooh, but of course, because, you know, she is, she really truly is an artist at heart and how she shows up in, in the world. Also one of the funniest people I know. Uh, so let's get right into it. One of the first things that I would love to just set the tone with for everybody is we're going to allow a little bit of time at the end for questions, but this is always very interactive, super in the flow. So if you want to share something in the chat or just unmute yourself and speak out, please do so. Uh, we also get to practice our leadership and using our voice in that way. And when, so when Tiffany and I were prepping for this conversation together, we, I love that we set this distinction between just sort of a broad kind of like we separated leadership in these two broad, uh, I'm, I'm going to say there's like two ways that leadership might be fueled. One of them being the leadership that is fueled through by ego. And the other is the leadership that is fueled by authenticity, integrity, right? So we're going to get in, we're going to dive into that because I want Tiffany to give us her, you know, her you know, the way she sees these two distinctions. But one of the questions that I want to ask, pose for everybody is what is your 
definition of leadership right now? What is your definition interpretation of leadership? Do you consider yourself a leader? And right off the bat, I want to say that my, you know, my, um, because you guys are magnetizing to the space in this conversation, your leadership for me is like a given, like, yes, you are all leaders, but I know it's one of those things where it's hard for us because we may have a belief, a pattern, something that keeps us from stepping into that. So just keep that like, you know, simmering in the back of your mind. And then Tiffany, I'd love to hear, you know, your, you know, when we talk about these two distinctions and just generally speaking, when, you know, when you start to chat about leadership, what comes up for you that you want to yeah. spark in us? I, I'm really curious to see everyone's definition um, or what it means to them. Um, so if people are popping that into the chat or whenever you're ready to come off of mute, have at it. Um, and for me, I, I love um, just how you tee that up with the ego and authenticity or our authentic self, which I always find as a word jumble sometime, like authentic. Um, and, and, and for me, leadership is, is the, and, and, and I'm playing this year, and it's so funny that you brought up the artist, because the way I've been playing with my clients this year is visually, I, I rarely do that, um, but I'm doing all these things with my hand, and I think it's a result of us being behind Zoom or being behind cameras now that I'm so used to being in person that I'm like, okay, I have a body, I can use that as well. And so when I think about leadership, I think of, and if this, I hope this looks like a circle. Does it look like a circle, everyone? Like a circle. That's what I think about. Because the, the patriarchy has us believing, am I in the right angle? Has us believing it's something like this. That it's just a few or one at the top and the rest of us are trying to figure out our way to get up there. Or believing because the ego also does that, believing we can't get up there. It's impossible, it's not for me, I'm cool down here. And so when I think of the circle, you know, my fingers won't do it right now. <laughs> when I think of a, the circle also, I think of the feminine and our, our gift that we bring as, as women and as the feminine, that it's all around us. So it can just be us we're being a leader of our life, being a leader of this moment even, and it's just all around us. And it can mean so many different things. It is flexible, right? Because when I think of a circle, it rolls and it can roll forward, backward, sideways, diagonal. It's so abundant. Rather than it being this or you know this straight line, I, I do a lot of work in the corporate space, so you may hear me use some of, some of those terms as well. But really the circle, is how I see it. And uh, somebody gave me this beautiful um, reference last year in holding hands in a circle. And that no matter when you choose to step in or step out for whatever reason, before you step out, you connect the hand so that the circle is always complete. Because also as we evolve, we choose in and out of certain experiences, certain titles, roles, wife, partner, VP of this, entrepreneur, that we choose out and that's okay too. So as leaders, we also connect so that if we were to leave, the thing continues without us because 
it's all of us. It's not one person at the top making the decisions or having all the power, if you will, such as the patriarchy. So that's kind of the space that I'm in right now with leadership. This is so, so rich. And you know, when someone brings in the word patriarchy, five minutes into the conversation, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And Tiffany and I have been unpacking that very concept over the past like six months to a year in other conversations that you can find in YouTube and Facebook and other places. Um, one of the things I want to just point out is this correlation that you pointed out, which just, I felt it like in my like core, like in my womb space to bring in the divine feminine, this connection between leadership and abundance. Like, can we see leadership as abundant? Like, an abundant state of mind of expansion, inclusiveness, of using your voice. When you said those two things, I was like, I haven't, I haven't quite put those two together. You know, like when you have this click in your brain and in your soul, that's like, yes. Um, I want to read a couple of the comments that we have here in the chat. Um, let's see. Um, Karen says, I love the connection to authenticity and that is key to my definition. And then Later, you said leadership is out journeying with others and empowering others to find their true nature and lead from vulnerability, authenticity, with humility and with our focus on purpose instead of power. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Heather says leader leadership is willing to jump through any hoops asking others to do as well. April, leadership is being an example, seeing the big picture to the details, knowing other skills to maximize effectiveness. And yes, it's all of those things. So um, uh, Tiffany, what are your thoughts on some of the comments there? Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, to jump through the hoops and asking others to do so as well is that, you know, it's not just me, the one person, it's all of us and how cool or whatever is going on with that hoop how cool is it when we all are able, right? Because sometimes when we're at thinking of leadership like this, we think only certain people have certain skills or, you know, have the authority. That's, we may, uh, we might jump in there today, right? Cause we, you know, I know you all had a conversation about sovereignty. So it, it's, it's that I go because you go as well. And, and really what I'm hearing is, um, by having the willingness to jump through the hoop and asking others to do so, it's also showing that it's the hoop is for us all. So I, I do a lot of work in diversity and inclusion and belonging. And, you know, sometimes that story is made up by us, not so much the patriarchy is crushing that story, fueling that story, yet we do it to ourselves as well. We think, okay, I'm not gonna jump through the hoop because that's just for certain people or that's not for me because the X, so we make up all these things. So I love that um, to jump through any hoop and asking others to do so as well. Yeah. Um, I always think about courage when I think about leadership. And when we talk about the past year and a half, we've all been through collectively, you know, as, as a collective and individually, I know we've all been stretching in ways that have like taken us to the next step. And this morning I did a quick, um, IG and I, I do live and I came, it I felt this thing about us, especially because in the past couple of weeks, stuff has been happening also um, in the cosmos that has really stretched us in new ways. Lots of endings that are making like big ways for new beginnings. And I almost, I, what I felt and what I shared is that 
we've all been, we've gotten this training and it's almost now time for these like wings to open up. So imagine that you've all, we've all been getting this training in courage and using our voice in stepping out and doing the damn thing, even when it feels super hard and doing the damn thing can be, you know, like maintaining, rallying your family, rallying your community, building the business, continuing the business, um, you know, moving, shifting, caring for others. Like we've all been stretched and now it's almost like, okay, well, like let's like, it's almost like go time. And so much of, and, and as I've been, you know, in the past few years that I've been working with these powerful women, a lot of what we have in us is this almost like, like I call it like this dot, 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 like someday. So I want you to speak Tiffany into this, like dot, dot, dot. Well, maybe someday that whole leadership thing might be for me versus the, like my someday is today. And how can we shift that? Like what's, what's the mindset there around that deep breath? Like, here we go. I'd love to hear, to hear about that. Yeah, I love that. And that for me, it, it tends to start, <clears throat> excuse me, it tends to start with a question. What is the story I'm making up about dot, 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 or later or now? It's three different questions. And, and really, what, what am I really up to? What am I up to? Because when I hear that kind of um, mindset or belief, it instantly has me think there's a fear, a fear of something, whether it's fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of not fitting in, not belonging. That's one of my biggest fears. Um, and just as she's saying that I'd love to hear so that it like clicks with everybody, like right in the chat, what's the biggest fear that you're personally experiencing now so that we can see like what we're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because for me, what, what held, well, this is interesting. This is an interesting one because I've always been a confident person. Is that fair to say? Because then when I think of certain situations, not at all, <laughs> but I would say in the majority of my life, I've used my voice, but it was more on that ego side. It was definitely a form of protection, definitely a form of, of creating fear. I wanted to create fear to feel mm. safe. Yeah. So uh, the feedback I received over the years is vigilante. Like I, I'm the one who's like justice for all, but I'll force it down your throat rather than enroll you into why it's beautiful and in a compassionate way to be. Um, so when I think of my dot, 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 it was fear. I was, I was, I, I had a huge fear of looking bad because I grew up in a way that there were so many dysfunctions in my, and like big ones, not your everyday run of the mill, just like the big challenging ones um, that I used to be super ashamed of, very ashamed of. Yet I have gratitude for the shame because it allowed me to use my voice, but in that shadowy ego way but at least I was using my voice. Um, and so when I, when I hear the dot, 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 it's, it's usually a moment when we're going up to our head to either like rationalize or talk ourselves in or out of something. And it's because it's, it's a fear. We're, we're afraid of something, either the outcome or afraid of the outcome, right? Because we're either afraid of like the bad outcome or 
I'm afraid of the good outcome sometimes too. I'm like, oh, snap. I don't, I don't know what filter yes. we put on here. No, but un- unfiltered, unfiltered. <laughs> he might want to be in this relationship with me. And ah, so I'm a recovering sabotager as well through using my voice. So the dot, 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 you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's, it's like, ooh, fear is here. Why am I contemplating my leadership, my, my authenticity, my ability to create permission, not only for myself, but for others? Because again, I, go, I think to that jumping through the hoop, you go first, you're showing people, A, the hoop can be jumped through. B, there's a hoop over there. Let's see, let's go see what, what's possible with that hoop. And, and I could go all the way down to Z and beyond, but it, it, it's that moment of something's here. It's an opportunity. And I think when, when, we, when we say I'm not in, um, leadership's not for me, I mean, we could swap that out with so many other terms or experiences. And it's just for me a moment of, all right, something big is here or that same BS is here again. It's again, I'm not going to show up the same way again. So it's kind of, it's kind of that. So I'm really curious to, to see what, yeah. um, what everyone else is feeling. Yeah, no, it's always an opportunity. It's like that little marker of, oh, oh, there's something there. And the more we can not bypass it and actually dig into it and do some of the work there, that's, that's the game changer. Um, one, one hilarious thing. Cause now I'm seeing, uh, some of the things, please. Yes. Wait, if you follow anything I've ever written that I personally written, that wasn't written for me. I use the ellipses. Is that what they're called? I yes. use them a lot too. I literally dot, dot, dot. I'm like, that would be an emoji for me. I use them all the time. I don't love use- them. I commas, periods, hyphens are for the birds. I'm like dot 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 like dot dot. Some sort of cliffhanger because yes! I like to be in the inquiry all the time. Like, you see where I'm going with this? Or ooh, that could mean two different things. Dot dot. <laughs> same, yeah. same. Um, so I've heard a couple people. I've seen a couple people with the fear of I don't know enough. April said that. Um, uh, Robin uh, said, I see leadership as innovative, being open and supporting the creative ideas and willing to break paradigms. Yes. It is being the visionary. It is helping to set the adventure. Woo. It allows for synchronicity and magic. It invites participation and takes the time to develop it. Karen says, I'm older and retired from years of leadership, but will people think I'm no longer relevant? The curse of the crone. Marina says, sometimes I think I don't know enough and withdraw. Courtney says, fear of lack of time and the to-do list. I feel like I put too much pressure on myself sometimes. Ava says, such good answers, you guys. Ava says, people love it when I share my gift for free, but react negatively when I ask for compensation. Girl, been there. My fear is that I have no value to those around me beyond what I am willing to do for free. That breeds resentment in me. That's not a place to lead from. Shay says, my fear is sharing my story and being vulnerable. My story is powerful and needed. Yes. I'm worried, will my message come off as empowering versus a pity party? I hope to come off as powerful, but worry I will be the opposite. And Robin says, leadership. I see my leadership as quieter and less urgent. I still want to create yet in a more self-oriented, more self-oriented than it was before. I want to be a point person for others, but not making it my life journey. Rich, rich, rich discussion here. Um, Anything that pops out for you, Tiff? 
yeah, I just, I want to acknowledge every, this is leadership. This is leadership. Yes. Amen. Not mm-hmm. keeping it to yourself. It's not a private experience. Well, we have private experiences yet whatever it is that we're up to. And, and this is why I love communities um, like this, MA, what you're creating here and what all of you women are creating here is, you know, we, we tend to get sometimes, and it is the patriarchy, we get caught up in the black and white of things. Things are done this way. I just had a huge conversation with one of my clients this last week, we're only at Tuesday, whatever day again, um, around politeness. And so she suffers because she is so polite. And she's, you know, she's a C-level executive in a very well-known brand and she's in agony because she's constantly in this conversation of being polite. And, and really what we discovered together, I'm like, you just supported a whole new like framework for other people is that there is a distinction between politeness and respect. You can be super respectful, caring, compassionate without being polite because politeness in my experience is inauthentic. I'm gonna say something to not hurt your feelings, but what I really feel and what I'm really experiencing, I'm not going to say. What, ju- what service is that going to create where I can stand and respect and, and care about you and speak it and know you can handle it. And even if your feelings get hurt, that we can continue this conversation we, and, and know that I'm not, my intention is not to hurt your feelings, but are you open to, you know, hearing what I feel? Because I could be polite in this moment and just skirt by this conversation and keep my, this is my game phase, right? I could keep doing this or I could exhale, right? Politeness takes a lot of inhale. Like we're very rarely exhaling when we're being polite. And I know I went off on a little bit of a tangent. Um, it's a good one. It's a yeah. very good one. Yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, it's, it's two of my clients and they come from Asian and Indian descent. And they're like, this is part of our culture. We are polite, especially to our teacher or our boss. We are always polite. And, you know, both of them are starting to see like, They are tired, stressed out, overworked, burnt out, like at their end's wits because they're being polite. They're choosing to be polite over being authentic. And then wondering why the 20 some people on their team are being the same way. No one's speaking the truth. No one's speaking up for each other. We're all choosing to be polite to each other when we're all like secretly dying, exhausted, like unhappy, unfulfilled, whatever that might be. And so as I jump back over to uh, where I started, I think, let's see, um, is that the, the, the whole experience is about whether or not you're in the dot, 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 that it's just the choice moment. What am I going to choose right now? And, and a lot of the times it's freaking scary. It's freaking scary to choose certain things. Yet, I almost like have fun with it. I'm like, it's just an experiment. It's just a game. No one's going to die. No one's going to get hurt. And even if they get hurt, I, I care enough to clean this up. I care enough to take a moment and not fall down the deep, dark hole and, and clean it up. Like, let's keep talking. Oh my gosh. I, I apologize for hurting your feelings, but that, you know, that's great feedback for me. Thank you. 
And I'm gonna, are you, can I try to say that again to you in a different way? Because I care about what's happening rather than care about let's just get through this. So I think I went off on a, a little bit of a tangent, Emma. So. Yeah, no, but the, no, no, that's really good because I, and I'd like to just unpack a little bit that politeness. Cause when you said politeness at first, I also thought of a classic, like too much, right? That, that I might be too much. So I'm afraid to overpower. And also the other side of it is the, you know, I, I, I hear that too much. I hear the people pleaser. And I love that you said the politeness is akin to like that inhale right it feels it's there's there's constriction there and we are doing so much this is something i heard somebody um say recently in a video and she was talking about all of the um invisible labor that is done by women we know there's a conversation about this in lots of different facets and layers but speaking specifically about women of all the invisible labor that is done that we do to make sure everybody else is happy, pleased. So that's where that politeness like revs up her engine. And what we're doing is actually all these mental gymnastics, mental and emotional gymnastics to keep everybody else in a state of what we think is, is, you know, the best case scenario. But what's happening is we're actually, it's as we're swallowing in what, what, what the truth is, what we really want to share, where we want to lead from. It, it's, it's, it's like, if we, if we have, and I love that you said it, it takes a lot of scary moments because it does, but in those, those choice moments where we can say, okay, what would it look like in this moment for me to actually speak this into existence rather than keep it and, 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 you know, experiment with going down that track, because that's eventually going to really create more of the freedom, the expansion that everybody's yearning for so it really does like help everybody elevate it's it's almost like we think we're doing something by we think we're doing the best thing by keeping it all in when actually if we were to open up a little bit more yeah. that's when the the true like the changes get to happen um yeah and i i love that because that goes back to what you shared and others shared around courage and vulnerability is, and I just had a conversation yesterday about honesty. Honesty used to get in my way because being honest meant you were going to see me, all of me. So just as Shay shared um, in her, um, in the chat, it's, it's that fear of like, I, I want it to be this. So, you know, how we talked about, uh, MA and I talked about control. So sometimes when people think of control, they think of it like this bold, aggressive person tends to feel very masculine and control is, is politeness. It's like, hmm, I'm not going to take a risk. That's control. I'm not going to take it. I'm going to control it. Playing small, being small is control. I'm going to not, I'm going to stay exactly like this. If, if you've ever experienced someone being the same, the same, the same, the same, they are definitely in a high control scenario. And, and I'm just gonna make it real fluffy and, and light for like same hairdo, same, same clothing style, same this, same that. It's it's like, you know, we think that um, those things are just like, okay, that's who they are. Yet that we are always evolving. There is something in us that's always evolving or different. Yet we have our our core 
like our core values, our core identity, the core things. But that that thing of that's where I go to get my haircut, that's where I go to get that, that is a form of control. And it makes a lot of us, me included, feel so safe. It, it allows us to feel like we belong, we fit in because we got this thing set. Yet it keeps us from whatever else is going on out there. And so again, that's why I love these, these type of conversations and these type of communities because we don't think traditional, you know, just like conventional ways of thinking, modality, we're, we're all experimenting and applying different modalities to our life, to our, our brain, our consciousness, our soul. And so that is a way, that's also leadership. Standing in a place of like, I'm just gonna try something different or I think differently, I feel to actually feel is, is a level of leadership, to feel. And then to also talk about it instead of controlling it. Ooh, I don't wanna say that. Might hurt someone's feeling. Or, Ooh, that might not be on topic right now. Ooh, that might not be aligned with my brand. What's your brand? <laughs> if you feel it, that could be the evolution of your brand. So I know I went off on a, a, <laughs> a lot of things are perking. So I, I'm yeah. there. Even like my skin, I'm like, ooh, I, I want to take this conversation in a million different directions. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those that's so um it's so multifaceted. And so one of the things that that uh I started thinking about when you were sharing that is so the again, anybody who's experiencing this right now, here listening to it, replay there is a visionary aspect to what they want to create. There's, there's an impact. There's some, there's some sort of transformation that they long to create in the world. And so the reason why I think the leadership, you know, conversation is so important is because when you are already a visionary thinker, meaning there's something, there's some paradigm you long to shift in your life and the lives of others, um, you long to create a, an impact with what you do, with who you are, with what you say, what you believe in. And this could be in, in what are, you know, small, there's nothing small, but in small ways, meaning it's more intimate kind of impact and changes. And sometimes it's like, you know, really big stages of like platforms of lots and lots of people. So I, I just want to unpack a little bit more. What are the, what are the things that you see are most common that stop people that have a vision that want to create something really impactful in the world that stop them from like expressing their leadership out into the world, their voice, their point of view. And what are some of the ways that we can shift that? So if you were to hone in on like two to three of the ones that you hear all the time and what's sort of the alternative story to them. Yeah, and I, 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 I believe I touched on them as well because um, they've all happened to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh boy, and sometimes when I step in new arenas, new playgrounds, wherever I am, they happen again because I'm like, ooh, this is, I'm uncomfortable. Um, so the, the, I don't want to say the biggest, but if, I, if you hear me say it again, like it's my biggest. So just no, no context, no superlative around it. But the, the three that I see the most are needing to look good. I can't look bad. I need to look good. And that sometimes is the perfectionist mm -hmm. or sometimes the person gets 
stuck in that overanalyzing, going through it again, again, it needs this, it needs that. I'm not ready. Wait, I got to talk to him. I got to talk. It's that. But that the, the looking good experience, we lose out on so much from that. And I've lost out on so many opportunities, relationships, because I was more committed to looking good. I did not want to, oh my gosh, that was like the number one thing for me. The yeah. other one, which we saw a lot over this past year is needing to be right. So I'd rather be right about something than create my vision moving forward. So I'd rather be right about needing to do an email list before hopping in and sharing my, my gift or my service, my, my offer, or I might need to be right that this is the only way that we can heal or recover or whatever, or I might be in relationship with something with someone and they might say something and I may shut them down. Not maybe not externally, but internally I'm shut down because they said something I don't agree with. So rather than just standing in a different place of inquiry, getting curious, huh, that's very different than the way I think. Creating the conversation in a way, like tell me more about that. Cause wow, I think very different differently on the topic. And really that that, you know, even the looking good, because sometimes the looking good and that um needing to be right, they kind of go together. Because if, if needing to be right is a big thing for you, for me, um, the looking good thing just is like the cherry on top. It's like, I'm not backing down. Or that person is not in my tribe anymore. Like, we're just like, whoa. And that is so ego shadowy. It's just, ugh, it's dark over there. Very dark and lonely. And, and so with with the the final one, and then I'll I'll speak into some of the some of the ways we can. Well, the tell me more is how I get really curious when I'm in a because I I have a very strong judgment thing going on. Like I'm and it's to protect myself, constantly judging. Um, and so I when I'm conscious of it, I lean back and I get curious. Huh? I wonder. I wonder what else. I wonder what else. And then another one that gets in our way is um, the playing small, being committed to being comfortable, then taking a risk, paying a price, moving it forward, whatever that looks like. And we've all been there, whether it's in our relationship with our, I mean, I just had a conversation with someone around their health. They're playing so small around their health because they're afraid to hear what they, the worst case scenario. And I'm like, okay, let's go there. Let's get in the worst case scenario. Let's hear it. Let's experience it. What next? Because that's one possibility out of the millions that could come back from this result or whatever, you know, whatever it was, it was a dermatology uh, appointment. So the, the playing small one, I see that so much more, even though I strongly am in the, the looking good and the needing to be right, but I see the playing small getting in everyone's way my way included when it comes to breaking through and creating here's the thing not your big result just the next result in the journey and so we tend to play small because we look at the bigger picture like the big vision and if we only focus on that heck yeah that looks crazy that that seems impossible or i need to tweak this before you know you go back into the looking good or needing to be right and ah. and so 
to a, a little trick to cut through all of them is to just what's next. And one thing that has supported me, which is totally changed my leadership is requesting support. I cannot do this on my own. And here's the, the secret or the joke. I never wanted to do any of this on my own. I never wanted to start a business to just be in business by myself. I never wanted to start a business to just run it all by it's, it's too much. And so the requesting of support is also evoking leadership in other people. So now I'm activating someone else by either allowing that, you know, giving them the space to support someone because that makes them feel good, or I'm generating income into their business because now they can come and support me with something I need to let go of. I get to let go of because it's, it's in my way, but boy, do I want to be right. And I want to look good. So I just want to keep moving forward. I never wanted to stop and ask for support. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'm smart. I got this. I got it. I'm capable. I'll think, ah, no. And that, that's a recent shift for me is, is the support piece. And, and really when I think about it, it ripples back into all three of those looking good, needing to be right and playing small. Like when there's other people, when, when you're in leadership, remember leadership, you, it, you could be in it by yourself, but the real experience is when it involves others, whether you're in direct relationship or not. Um, that it, it starts to really like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, not only does this feel good, but look at what it's creating for her and for him and for her. And you're like, oh, this is so beautiful. And then that's where, as MA would say, the magic starts to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can resonate with every, all of those so, so, so much as I'm sure many, um, you know, probably everybody else can. And I, you know, one of the things that I, I credit my own evolution is making the choice to begin to unpack the reasons why I was holding myself back. The reason why there was, there were all these things that I saw were possible, but I was stuck in that constriction of, I'm not, it's not going to be right. It's not going to be good enough. You know, I got to have everything all set before I launch it out into the world um, I've got to, you know, just everything, the looking good, the external judgment, the, and the other side of that is the freedom of experimentation is the freedom of seeing everything as a beginner mindset. Even as we take our first steps into visible leadership, because we're building a business, because we're sharing our voice. And that's one of the reasons total shameless plug, but one of the reasons why I created, um, the Creatrix content camp that I'm doing this summer, which we're going to do here in the collective. It's because I saw time and time again, that creating something where I was using my voice, writing something, creating a, a visual, a video, right? Like, and you know, you and I, Tiffany have been on this journey of, okay, ex like that self-expression of using your voice where before there was this like, oh, no, 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 how am I going to, and I just started to like, okay, let's go there. Let's go there. And that in itself built that sense of confidence around, it doesn't have to be a certain way. It can actually look lots of different ways and decreasing that pressure of what is it that others are expecting of me versus what is it that I really want to share is so huge mm -hmm. because we get caught in that expectation of the, 
it should look like this. It has to look like that, whatever, fill in the blank. And the, on the end, the, the flip side of that is again, this freedom of expressing yourself, using your voice and having that leadership that is inclusive. Like you started off with that beautiful, like circle versus the triangle, like that circle of leadership where it is flexible, it expands, it can also be very intimate. It just, it includes so, so, so much. I'm just like, mm, I'm thinking again, I'm like you, I'm like thinking of all these other questions and things, but I do want to, I do want to take some time now. I want to bring the conversation to actually hear what you guys are sharing. Um, thank you, Dawn, for what you shared in the, in the comments. You said, love the description of ego shadowy and that requesting is activating someone else. I love that. And I echo, I echo so much what you were saying, Tiffany, about when we, when we see somebody else, we witness somebody else and what they're bringing to the table, what they're really good at, and we create that exchange. It's just like, it's, it's really true, incredible magic. Um, and Dawn says, beginner mindset, unpack the reason why, beautiful gems. Thank you. Yes, I know she had somewhere else to run to. So thank you for being here, Dawn. So I'd love to hear from those of you who are here and would like to share, um, unmute yourselves and ask any questions actually when it comes to your own personal experience with leadership, think about where you're getting kind of like where you're bumping into something now. And maybe Tiffany can give you a little bit of like on the spot mindset shifts to, to support. So I have a question and uh, I just came off another call. So sorry, I'm late, but I had to jump on this one. Um, I mean, hopefully you can share the recording yeah. after. So what's so interesting is I came off a call with grade uh, 12th, 11th grade students from my high school right now. It was so incredible. And they're like so jazzed up. And I'm like, wow, uh, they're leaders. And like to think about their journey unfolding and now jumping on with you women. So um, I would love to know, Tiffany, what are you seeing now? Because I feel like especially in the last year and a half, this um the divine feminine, like the women feminine leadership is rising, right? And we're seeing that unfold. Um, with that being said, I also feel like in a lot of companies and industries, and as a result of the pandemic, women have left the workforce in numbers. So I feel like the women that are left in the work in organizations, and then the women that are now flexible or also running their own businesses, because the corporate world didn't quite fit their lives. But what are you seeing as a trend of how, um, feminine leadership is rising. And I'm, I'm sure maybe you touched on this. I got the concept of the circle, but anything else that with the client work that you're doing that comes up? Yeah, and thank you, Dina. What a great uh, nugget. <laughs> and so the, and, and, and as much as women are exiting, they're re-entering as well, which mm. is awesome. And so what I, what I see there um, and have seen is um, twofold, but I, I would, I'm going to give more energy to the second fold. The first is this job's for the birds or the, the way I was showing up is for the birds. I'm done. And really what, what the opportunity for the, the people I've been in direct relationship with and working with saw, this is the moment there's hiring booms going on out there right now. Like if you are somebody that is connected and working in the corporate world, they are looking they are looking. And so in the past, it used to be you send your resume to your, your uh, cover letter. And it, it, sometimes you'd get crickets, no response. How frustrating is that? Um, 
And now it's, it's a hiring boom in, in a lot of industries, not all. And so what was beautiful and powerful about last year is we saw what parents like were up to. Like we saw it, like you couldn't hide it. It was all over Zoom. It was all over Facebook. And, and we were like, oh my, and I'm not a parent. And I just, yeah. part was like, man, I felt so much yet. I, I was just like, y'all are rock stars. Like, ah, like there's kids in your house and you're showing up for work and making dinner. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And, and really, I, I think it was beautiful for men to, to experience that, you know, because a lot of men stepped into their parent role last year, big time, bigger than before. And so as we see the, the feminine, what was also great was the social and racial uh, injustices we saw clearly with our eyes last year. And so in the workplace, in the corporate workplace, that opened up so much urgency, not just the, ur the urgency of like, oh, what, what's happening, but also urgency, like we're a collective of people. Sure, we work for a company, we're creating an output, right? I'm gonna get real technical. But really what last year showed us is we're a collective of people. And boy, did our feminine energy really support a lot of challenging conversations, challenging experiences and events. And here's the thing, we all know they're not going away. A new one pops up, a new one pops up, a, a different version of the old one, pop, you're like, wow. And so we, we, what last year showed us is that we're, we're, we're individuals, we're human beings that happen to work together. And so by zooming around with each other, we actually got inside people's homes. We're in each other's homes right now, um, per, you know, sort of. And, <laughs> and so with the rise of feminine leadership, I, you know, I would say yes, but I, I would say more so not from a gender perspective, but the, the energy, the feminine, like, ooh, that's what I'm hearing you say, Dina, the rise of the feminine energy of this, you know, we are all in this together, that this is for the birds, like, and this is like power control rather than like, what can we all, or do we all feel psychologically safe here? Do we all feel like we belong? Because when we feel that way, when there's empathy and flexibility in a work environment, man, do we show up. We don't need a raise. We don't need a promote. We, we are good according to the, to the results and the, the data. Of course we all want, you know, eventually we're going to want our raise or whatever. Um, but I, and, and, and I love what you shared about, you know, women starting their own business. That's been the case for the past decade. We are the entrepreneurs. I think what it, what is it now like 58% of entrepreneurs are women um you know look at just all of us I mean it, I, I would assume in some way shape or form each one of us has something that we're working on that we're putting out in the world that we're sharing with other people whether it's for profit or not um so yeah Dana that's such a great question and such a great point to reflect out that you know as strong as the patriarch patriarchy might feel this is the time. And that's why that dot, 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 that yeah. Emma shared earlier, like the waiting moment or the hesitation, we got to get over that. Yeah. <laughs> we got to like jump. We all, and here's the, the truth, the reality. We all have a parachute, all of us. 
no matter how far the drop is, the parachute can handle it. Yeah. You may bump some things along the way. In fact, you will bump some things along. Just jump, go. And yeah. And that seating, that great, great question, Dean. And you know, that's one of my favorite conversations that is really at the crux of what creatures consciousness is. It's this rising of the divine feminine, aligning it with the masculine so that we can create, we can turn that light that we have into the form, right? Into the, the stuff of earth and really make an impact and make a difference. And this is where the leadership comes in as well. This is where the, I don't have it figured out. Nobody else really has it all figured out. So why don't we then, let me take what I'm intuitively picking up. Also, my experience, my obstacles, my story. Shay was talking earlier about her story. Um, let me take all of these pieces. Let me weave them together and let me blaze a new trail into what is potentially new. And we all have a space that we can do that and thrive in you know, and collaboration over competition always, right? Like we, and because we all have a space, we all have a unique, our own light print, our frequency, you know, that thing that we're here to do, that we're here to master. And that's a big part of the leadership. To me, leadership is like a verb, right? It's like, let's do leadership. Let's just not wait to feel like somebody's, and I'll speak from my own experience. Um, for a long time, I felt like I was kind of waiting for somebody to bestow the leadership on me. When somebody said, and Tiffany, you and I've talked about this a few times, like I've, I've been in situations where I haven't been quote unquote assigned as like the head of a project or something. And this is in my corporate life and even in recent experiences. And I've had people ask me like to the side, like, MA, you're such a powerful woman. Like, why aren't you like like speaking up in this situation. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to defer to blah, 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 the hierarchy. And they're like, but, and I was like, listen, if you told me tomorrow, like go be the president of the United States, I'd be like, okay, cool. Where, where do I begin? Like, let me take my notebook and let me go do the thing because it's like, oh, like here, go do this. And my goodness, has that been a shift for me to get out of that? Like, nobody is here to give me the permission or the appoint me like the crown of leadership or the clipboard of here, you go lead this thing because I know what I'm capable. And I know that if somebody were to say that to me right now, again, I would, okay, great. It's that initiative of that filling in that dot, 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 like me stepping into the dot, dot, dot. So that's why that lead, leadership is something that we get to, we get to practice more as a verb than as this like sort of like almost like um, the difference between something that's static versus something that's like in this flux. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, the big, the big thing, and I, I say this almost every engagement, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or a group is it's, it's time to create. We can't wait anymore. So it's creating versus waiting. So that perfectionism, that needing to be right, that playing small, we're waiting for something. I love that. I have a post. I have to dig it back up that I was like, don't wait, create something like that. You just said it right there. Like that is it. I got all the chills. The chills have chills because yes, it is like, let's, let's pause the, the waiting, like no more waiting. It's now it's the creating and the creating will be messy and the creating will take, you know, the creating might lead to failure and my goodness, then that failure just shows you some more information and helps build your resilience and your courage to keep going. So let's normalize failure. Let's failure is going to be part of the equation, period. But that like, okay, it's time to create. 
Mm, I want to uh, share what Robin wrote here. Yes, it is time. I do love that we have more doors to enter into the new, new cosmic change. There is a place for me and all of us to present it in a new way. I'm writing MA's exact. Yes. Yeah. Like, let's talk about that. Like all the new doors that have opened from the perspective, both again, I, I'm always all about like, you know, your inner drive, like what's here right now and our divine wisdom and doors are opening all over the place. So Tiffany, what do you see as the doors that are, and you already mentioned this, like, you know, hiring boom, places that are looking, places that are, that are craving people that actually have like, like you, like use your intuitive ability or experience to create change. I think corporations are craving that. And of course the doors when it comes to entrepreneurship and the doors to creating what's new. So expand a little bit more on that. And even like sort of the practical things that you mentioned already, but also like the, I don't know, the way we get to like feel into those doors that are opening, maybe in your own experience or what you've seen. Yeah. It's so interesting because we have someone going through our certification program right now and she is a meditation, I don't know how to say this, like a meditation facilitator yeah like a healer she does meditation through like like breath work and meditation and she's taking our work into she's like I'm gonna teach you know the work that you create and I'm gonna have these mofos doing breath work and I'm like yes so she's so good adapting our work and I'm like oh my god and she already she just got hired last week by a an upcoming meditation app but it, it's it's thinking outside of the box. Like, you know, is anybody here a rebel or recovering rebel? Like, yeah, it's being the rebel again. Like, F you, like, okay, if I don't see what's out there, I get to just create it and step into it. So that was like a version of, of the work that we did before. Like we supported people, like the job title's not there. Let's create it and pitch it to the company. And like, that was like our thing. And so it's the same with anything that we're up to. And that's leadership. If something is not visible, like visualize it, start mapping it out. And and you and I talked about this before, MA. Here's the secret sauce. Start talking about it with other people. So remember, it's not this internal, it's not a secret what your vision is or what you're up to. Start talking about it with other people. Come out of the closet of, whatever is is in the way holding you and I know that sounds so arbitrary but little by little it is the truth and and my here's a little a little thing that I do and my partner it makes him so uncomfortable but at the same time he's like oh my god that's so cool you just did that I constantly talk to strangers constantly I acknowledge them if they're standing in line or at the table next to me I acknowledge the waiter who's serving us, I ask their name and then I always engage. I'm like, tell me something, what's up? Like, and that's me also sharing what, do you know how many clients I've gotten from strangers just talking about, I'm standing in line with you at Trader Joe's. I'm going to turn around and be like, hey, is that good? Like, cause I saw that on the shelf. Is that good? My boyfriend's like, oh my God, she's so weird. I'm like, I am (laughs) so weird and I love it. And so that's another form of creating. And to be honest, y'all, it's a way of connecting. Do you know how many people are craving that conversation with you at Trader Joe's, craving that connection with you at the restaurant? Because 
maybe the pandemic did not work out so well for them mentally and psychologically that again, it's pain, it's activating something in them. It's activating their leadership and, and it's being in service, to be honest. That's how I view just ah, get out there and start talking to people. So that's my little quick, my little quick thing. Yeah. I laugh because I'm the same. And Jules often looks at me like, wait, wait, I'm like, come on, babe. Come on. I ask everybody's name. I'm like, hey, people look at you at first, like, what? Like, but it's so nice. It's so refreshing. It's like, because we are craving, we are craving that. And I love that you brought in service, right? Leadership as service. So we've talked about leadership as being abundant, leadership as flexible, leadership as service. Uh, leadership is, I mean, I, I love how we've just brought in this. Um, it's almost like what we get to do with leadership in a like, you know, broad way. It's like smooth out the edges, smooth out the literal edges of that triangle, that patriarchal freaking triangle that has been created the perception of leadership, smooth out those edges so that we can really bring who we are at, into the, you know, into the equation um, as you were speaking and you were sharing about, you know, it's like, I, I also think about leadership as really weaving in all of the aspects of who you are into your business. You know, um, when you were speaking into thinking outside of the box, we've been trained to fit inside a box of this is what I do. This is what I call myself. This is what, and you know, all of those things are important. That's why I also help other visionary, you know, badass entrepreneurs figure out what do you call yourself? What do you put in your bio? Like what's your brand mm -hmm. besides all the other, like, you know, juicy intuitive stuff. Like we get to also build that bridge to connect with others and say, Hey, this is what I do. This is what I sell. This is what I can help you with. And gone are the days when you have to fit into some sort of box or mold that was created. Like we get to literally weave together all the aspects of who we are and see where can we serve from that perspective. And that is so powerful and a radical act of just like leadership and, and true power and light. So girlfriend, girlfriends and boyfriends, if you're listening, amazing. 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 Tiffany, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, this could have part two and three and four and five. Um, thanks to everybody who was here participating, such incredible comments and such great energy to you who are listening or watching the replay. Thank you. Any final words you want to share, Tiffany? Yeah, just create it. Go for it. Yeah. You have the parachute. It's as big and as wide as you need it to be. Create it. Don't wait. Create. Mm -mm -mm. Amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so thank you again. It's been an absolute honor to be here and have this conversation. Let's continue to um, expand in our leadership. And again, we get to lead the redefinition of leadership. Like, you know, it's in us to also keep moving this forward. So that's our time for today. Um, ladies, I'll see you in our next gathering uh, for the Creatrix Collective. You're welcome, everybody. So glad you joined. Tiffany, adore you. Mwah. We'll talk soon. Bye, everybody. Be well.